We are CEOs, executives, educators, and professionals from all sectors of society who support the global expansion of betterment in the world through joy and joyly. I'm your host, Cheryl Lynn, founder of the Chair of Joy Experience. Together, we have developed the World Council of Joy, and our council invites CEOs and innovators from impactful organizations to the Joyly podcast. We showcase how generous, bold, and fully engaged they are in their work and what a culture of joy is to them. Oh, good morning, everyone. This is Sherilyn from the Joy Lead Podcast once again. And today we have Colin Toffer. Is that how you say your name, Colin? That is right, Toffer. Toffer, yeah. so we have Colin Toffer from us from Clearwater, Florida, and we are super excited to have an amazing conversation of joy once again. I, I just want to um, get into the Joy Lee podcast and the topic of what we uh, want to focus on once again, which is life expansion through experience. I think that everyone we bring on the show brings an incredible amount of wisdom and experience, which then expands into the world and creates more life, um, more uh, depth, more genius in this case, when we speak with Colin. And um, there's a lot of uh, reasons why joy has an impact on that. So we are focusing on the science of joy here, the economy of joy, the business of joy, and what that means um, for Colin and his business. So before we uh, get going and get deep into this conversation, I would love you, Colin, to just take a few minutes and introduce yourself, if you will, where you are in the world and what you are up to. Good. Thank you very much. I'll do just that. So again, my name is Colin Toffer. I live here in Clearwater, Florida, lived here basically all my adult life, uh, married, two grown children, and uh, for most of my life, most of my career, I worked uh, in the education field. I was a, you know, I started as a tutor, became a teacher, became a director of part of the school, ended up running the school. I was, was in that same private school for about 30 years, and uh so education, all about education, all about children, all about family. Um, about two years ago, uh, I had sort of had an acquaintance with a friend of mine named Bob Duggan. And, you know, we got to talking. And about a year ago, I said, you know what? He is he owns this uh, company called Genius Inc., which I'll tell you more about later. But we kind of thought, you know, we can take his uh, genius property and my time with working with families and children and combine that into a, as you'll hear, you know, a product or a product line that we hope is going to bring genius, literally bring genius to everyone we hope to touch with genius. Well, let's get right in. Let's get right into that. Genius means what to you? And and when you have a world that expands into genius, what does that look like? Well, let's start this way. So when you ask most people what genius is, they'll talk about, you know, it's somebody's born with genius or they're, they're born like a superhero or they're born like they have these supernatural gifts. But uh, when you start really digging into what genius is, you find out that it's, it's actually composed of uh, natural traits, natural characteristics that we all have. And it's just really a matter. They're, they're, not, um, they're not supernatural. They're not super, super heroic. They're just simple qualities that if you, you can know what they are, focus on them, work on them, you can bring yourself up to a genius level. The neat thing about it is uh, even the word itself, genius, if you go back to the, you know, the root der- derivation of it in Latin, you get the gen part, which is similar to the gene, you know, that which comp- comprises, that which makes up, that which produces. And the IUS as a suffix 
kind of works out to be that which produces. So in other words, you can kind of think of genius as being the thing that's already in you that can produce, the thing that can create, the thing that brings life to the world. So even at its root meaning, it's something that's already there. And uh, the basically what we're basing all this off of is back in the 70s and 80s, there was a psychologist by the name of Dr. Dr. Alfred Berrios, who did a lot of research in genius and and basically isolated the, the, the traits we're going to talk about. And the big, the big um, he wrote an article about, and inside the article, this is the, he wrote these three lines that are really great about, kind of explains what we're all about. It says, if you look at the lives of the world's greatest geniuses, you discover they all had 24 personality characteristics in common. These are traits that anyone can develop. It makes no difference how old you are, how much education you have, or what you've accomplished to date. Adopting these personality characteristics enables you to operate on a genius level. So that, and that's a real nice, concise way of looking at how we view the world and where we're starting from. Are those the 24 on that poster back there? Yes. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, and you can see they're a little small, but they're all there. And, uh, you know, I don't know if you can quite see from your camera angle, but they're those, those characters represent actual people from history who we found exemplified, you know, some genius characteristic. You know, for example, I don't know, let's see, I can pick way over here. This is, this right here is Bessie Coleman. You know, some of you in Florida may know the name of Bessie Coleman, but uh, one thing we did is I started researching some of these histories, uh, geniuses of history, and in Bessie Coleman's case, some of them are well-known, some not so well-known. Bessie Coleman's probably not so well-known, but she was an African-American woman who lived in the, oh, the 10s, and 1910s, 1920s or so. She decided, you know what, I want to, I want to be a pilot. Well, the, you know, there was no doors for her to go through to find a way to become a pilot. No, no, nobody's going to train her. Nobody's going to hire her. So she kept, she stayed devoted to her goals and figured out a way that, to, in fact, she figured out that in France at that time, they were much less uh, discriminatory. So it was just, she had, she knew, okay, I got to get to France so I can become a pilot. So then she had to raise money to become a pilot. So she worked in Chicago, become one of the best beauticians in Chicago. So she could earn enough money wow. so she could go to France. So the story goes on and on. And by the twenties and late thirties, she became probably the, the America's most famous daredevil pilot. So, you know, that's an example of the 24, one of the 24 characteristics, devotion to goals in the case of, of uh, Bessie Coleman. So I'm that's an amazing story about Bessie. And I would love to read about each and every one of those people on that. Uh, are they all past people, people who have passed or is there any current uh, and living? In this case, for this first, yeah, in this first uh, round, we basically found, you know, kind of like what Barrio said, if you, if you, you studied the twenty, the world's greatest geniuses. We went back to the past to try to find people that were not so well known. Oh, got it. But our sec, our upcoming project we have coming, we're we're locating geniuses in the present day world, actual nowadays geniuses. For wow. example, mm -hmm. uh, there's one a gentleman by the name of William Kamkwamba, who is from a play uh, a country in South Africa named Malawi. We, we've done some research, research on him and discovered curiosity is one of his strongest traits. And we've done a little uh, biography and storytelling of his life. 
That's great. That is so yeah. great. I, I don't know if anybody has ever asked you this before, but I mean, do you have the list of 24 in front of you? Uh, yes. Well, behind me for sure. In front of me. Yes. Right. I have a poster over there as well. Could you rattle them off as fast as you can? I'd like our listening audience to hear them. Okay, here we go. Uh, there no, I don't know if they're in any particular order, but Doesn't here we happen. go. First one, first one is drive. Next one's courage. Just rattle them off the list. Just in, in okay, one. Okay, here we go. Yep. Here we go. Devotion to goals, knowledge, honesty, optimism, ability to judge, enthusiasm, willingness to take chances, dynamic energy, enterprise, persuasion, outgoingness, ability to communicate, patience, perception, perfectionism, sense of humor, versatility, adaptability, curiosity, individualism, idealism, and imagination. Those are the 24. That was 24. That was fast. Holy man. That was beautiful. So who came up with those, that list of 24? Who decided that they had? Was it you and your partner? Uh, it was Dr. Alfred Berrios. Uh, again, he, he was a, re a psychologist in the 70s and 80s. And it was this one article he wrote that basically captured those 24 characteristics. And he, he didn't just name them. He said like a line or two about each of them. You know, for example, for optimism, he just said, geniuses never doubt they will succeed. Deliberately focus your mind on something good coming up. Very simple little, you know, rule for living that anyone can follow. And again, everyone has a degree of optimism. You know, you, everyone can look back in the period of their life and go, you know what? I was very optimistic about, I don't know, that goal I had, and I figured it out and I did it. So again, um, it was Berrios who came up with these 24. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. I know you said that at the beginning. So, no problem. So I, based on the fact that uh, we are doing work around joy, joy as a business, joy being the, the, the thing that puts us all in the same playing, playing field, right? The thing that we all yearn for more of. And it feels like every single one of those 24 um, lead everyone to where their thing is in life or what the experience is that they want to accomplish in life, which therein lies their joy. Am I right? Yeah, I, I fully agree. And, you know, in, in researching all these, you know, past geniuses and talking to people about geniuses, so everyone has different levels of genius in them, but some obviously have more stronger traits. You know, in, in speaking of joy, enthusiasm is one of the most important ones, just for obvious reasons. You know, what Barrio said about enthusiasm is, Geniuses are so excited about what they're doing, it encourages others to cooperate with them. Really believe that things will turn out well. Don't hold back. That's the key there. That's that's what that's genuine enthusiasm is not a it's not by yourself. You're gaining cooperation of others to follow your enthusiastic ideas. I love that. I find it interesting that the pilot that you mentioned or the, the daredevil, what was her name again? Yeah. Betsy uh, Coleman. Betsy, Betsy was doing, doing her life in joy. I'm, I'm going to guess once she, <laughs> once she checked all the boxes and, you know, raised the money and got the pilot's license and all of that, that she was, you know, she, she moved into, you know, her genius, which is beautiful. And, and her, uh, and her joy was eminent. I mean, I'm sure that everyone who watched her and felt her and experienced her had the same experience or yeah, right? just being, being a daredevil stunt pilot. Yeah. The, just the, the you, how can you, everyone enjoys flying, but being a daredevil 
And you can only imagine the joy she would have brought to there. She would attract crowds of tens of thousands of people to come see her fly. Yeah. And, you know, clearly it was all about, she loved entertaining people. She loved bringing joy to people. And and you're right to get to that point. She, she found what drove her, what her joy was, and she yeah. dev- stayed devoted to that goal and accomplished it. I love what you said that everyone has a certain level of genius. I think that that in, in, in and of itself, if you just got that work into the world, people would be um, so much more courageous, probably better risk takers, you know, following more dreams. How, how do you get that across to others? Uh, two ways. For one, it's, it's common when I've talked to people about genius, you say, hey, you, you ask them what it is. They have a fair definition of it. Too often they talk about, you know, it's, it's something that's, um, you know, you're born with it or you don't have it. You know, that's the, you know, and, or people might say, you know, I don't have it, but I certainly know somebody else that has it. And they're, they're sometimes they're loath to like, you know, to push to, to, to say, well, you know what, maybe I'm there. They don't want to admit that they might be a genius. So um, but part of my, the book we're writing about this, I did quite a bit of research also, like, you know, you know, Here's National Geographic on what genius is. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite books was this one here. It's basically, there is the genius in all of us. You know, why everything you've been told about genetics, talent, and IQ is wrong. And over the, you know, study after study after study, I found this, this whole idea that gen, you're, you're trapped by your genetics is wrong. You are, you know, in this book and the genius in all of us, the author speaks of, he says this one line that I was great. He said, the genius in all of us is our built inability to improve ourselves and our world. And that says everything right there, our built inability to improve ourselves and our world. So again, the, the 24 characteristics I named are not, they're not supernatural. Everyone has, has had honesty. Everyone's had versatility. Every, everyone can talk about times they've experienced these things. So it's like you said, it's really just a um, almost just a change of attitude about it. You know what? I, I, I can be more perceptive. I, I can be more patient. I, I can have I have ideals. Why don't I why don't I work a little harder to aspire to them? You know, if we that's the simple point. If we, we think if if everyone was just a little more genius, imagine if, if, if everyone was like one percent more genius or two percent more genius, a little bit more able to communicate, a little more outgoing things would improve and whatever their goals are, they'd be that much closer to reaching them. So if I asked you to get to your genius a little, uh, if you could wave a magic wand and, and be in the world with your highest and best level of genius, uh, actually your most joy filled beingness, what would be the thing that you would love to see? What would you like to accomplish? Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. Well, um, again, a genius world. You know, we, we, we genuinely believe because whenever every, one for one, when you speak to, about genius to people, no one's allergic to the concept. It has no, you know, <laughs> it, 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 cut, it cuts across all, you know, 
uh, you know, all lines. There's no, everyone's human. That's the point. No matter where they're from, you know, just a few weeks back, I was on a, I went to West Africa with a friend of mine who does a project there. And it was, it was a time, it was a chance we do literacy projects there and leadership projects there. But I said, you know, I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring genius there and see, see how it goes. You know, and we met with dozens and numbers of groups filled with dozens of people. And one for one, you talk, you start talking about genius and their eyes light up a little bit and they, they, they sit a little higher and they go, you know what, you know, uh, you know, I've, I've always wanted to be, I, I am kind of perceptive, aren't they? It's just a self-realization that they can on their own push, they can lift themselves up and become more genius. So maybe that's a long way of saying that, again, nobody's allergic to this idea of geniushood. So if you really start talking to them about it and you can start elevating them and from their own, from internally, they push themselves up, I, then we've done a good job. We've done the right thing. I love that. And uh, thank you for being on the podcast because we are doing that together. I think that's really powerful. I have a question in there. And that was about genius in your definition was the ability to uh, improve ourselves and the world. So I know a lot of people who are not in that category. They... Yes. Am I right? So would you say, what would you say to this comment uh, that I'm, that I'm not really sure what I'm trying to say, but I feel like, I feel like there's many of us that are, that are high, that are high vibrational human beings that are very curious and very interested in improving the world and taking massive steps to do so. But there are those who kind of are stuck and unclear and not taking any steps. In fact, they might be spinning out of control. What might you say to that? I would say that, you know, people have ideals, whether they want to communicate them or not. Deep inside, we all have ideals. We all have aspirations. And again, one of the traits of a genius is, you know, is idealism. And part of that is, and again, I'll read exactly what Berrios said, He says, keep your feet on the ground, but have your head in the clouds. Strive to achieve great things, not just for yourself, but for the betterment of mankind. And that at the core is what genius is. You know, uh, every when you talk about geniuses of the past, the reason they're geniuses is because 100 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, they did something that we're still talking about today. They weren't just in it for themselves. They had ideals that they knew, you know, in fact, to go back to my Africa explanation. So one thing that happened when we went through these, all these characteristics with these, uh, these young people there was they would say, you know what? I want to, I, I, not only am I, do I believe I'm more genius, but I think I should, I can do, I can help my family now better. I can do things for my community. I can do things for my County. You know, Uh, I can do things for my country. It's, it's, it's just a, again, I think just the realization that you're, you, everyone does have ideals. Everyone does have idealism in some form or another. And idealism is not, um, it's not egocentric. It, it's, it's it, true idealism. You should do, you should help others. Others should be lifted by whatever your genius is. So to, to clarify then the answer to my question is if you had a hundred people in the room and some uh, people were really high flying and really excited and enthusiastic and optimistic and, you know, considered themselves a genius, you're saying to me now that even those who aren't in that place, 
have a level of an idealism or genius that they maybe aren't aware of, but you still speak to it. Am I right? Uh, yeah, exactly right. You know, okay. everyone everyone has different levels of these things, you know, but yes. if everyone can improve on them, you know, outgoingness is another one. How, how outgoing are you? Well, there's outgoing, you know, uh, I'm a writer. I write, I'm, 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 when you, if you talk to me live and in person in the, I might be less talkative, but boy, I love writing. So my outgoingness is sitting down and write, 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 you know, and yes. that's a, it's an expression to, it's a way to express yourself that's, uh, that not everyone has. I appreciate that. You're a great speaker too, by the way. I don't know about your writing so yet, so far yet, but your speaking is amazing. You're doing great. Well, thank you. Hope you're I'm not talking too fast because some people say when I get too excited, blah, 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 and I hard to understand. So I hope you're tracking. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. So I asked you uh, early on, what was your level of vibration? Uh, your how do you how is your vibration of joy on a daily basis? And I heard you told me a little bit earlier about there's certain things you do intentionally on a daily basis to raise that level of joy. And can you just tell our audience what that was again, real quick? On a scale of one oh, to ten, sure. first of all, on a scale of one to ten, how is your vibration of joy? And when I say that to people, a lot of people don't really. Um, track what i'm saying but but ice but happy is eating an ice cream cone right i eat my ice cream cone the ice cream's all gone i'm not happy anymore so happy's over here with sad worry fear despair and depression and all these human condition emotions that we get to feel right but joy is inside of you and it's it's something that you assess and and you can sustain it so you have the ability i already know colin to keep this joy level up so what what's your on a scale of one to ten what's your factor and then how do you keep it up I love what you just said there because I, I, I'm I'm a true believer in the you know the idea that a person creates his own feelings a person creates his own a person creates his own joy so you know maybe I was being too um, I don't know too uh, particular when I when you asked me before you know you wake up in the morning your joy might be like blah but you know what I'm going to go exercise and you sit down you start your yoga you're stretching you're running whatever and boy you start like ooh. You know, you, you come alive and, you know, people will get people get up in the morning. They don't they don't get out of bed. I can't wait to exercise. I can't wait to go push my body in places I never wanted to push it. But you do it. And by the time you're done. OK, so the morning starts off with joy just from exercise. And then you sit. OK, and then you. OK, I'm going to I'm going to tackle my day now. So you write it all out and you say, OK, I'm going to have a podcast this morning. So, oh, boy. And I start looking. Oh, my joy. I like that. So, you know. I love the idea. It just life is a constant creation of your own doing, you know, and that's uh, so I don't know if I answered this question specifically, but as you can run, you can run life two ways. You know, you can, you can have life come at you or you can push the life out that you want. And so that's where, that's where I think the joy factor comes in. If you are, you know, uh, optimistically and enthusiastically creating what you want, you like to be, then you're on the right track. I love the constant creation of your own doing, man. That just spells it out for every single human being on that poster, for you, for me, for everyone listening. So I very, very much appreciate that. Yes. Um, and, you know, if I may say something, too, you know, we speak of all these geniuses and in, in the book we're coming up with, we highlight all their their what they did that was a genius. But when you start really researching the biographies about them, they were just people. They were just people who who had, you know, they had their own lives. They had the same upbringing. They had, there was, again, they weren't born with an S on their chest or a halo over their head. They decided, you know what? 
I, I'm going to go do this thing. And they, and now we can look back and say they left their mark on the world. They were here and we know they were here because they were genius. That's awesome. I would love to um, thank you for all of that. And for uh, explaining, I'm, I'm much, much clearer on the concept of genius and I wish you the very best of luck in that. I, I wanted to see if I could share with you real quick about the chair of joy. Please. Yeah, so the chair of joy is this thing. This is, I told you, I just uh, drove around the, uh, to, I uh, was uh, on, the, on the road for the last nine days and we went to South Dakota, um, Rapid City, where we met a bunch of executives and um, we had, uh, I don't know, thousands of people swing into our booth. But the chair of joy is really the concept of sitting still and what Dr. Al says, put your feet on the ground and your, heads, your head in the clouds. It's basically that. So yeah. if you... If you could do this, it, we're running out of time. And I want to make sure we have enough time for wrap up. But very quickly, if you could pick a chair of joy in your house, other than your office desk chair, where would you? Where what would you pick? Um, I'd I'd want to be outside, so I'd yes. like to probably yep. be in my backyard. You know, even though I'm in Florida, it can be hot and muggy. Being outside, you know, you're much. All the environment is there with you. you know, so there's you have the cat, a, there's the bird, there's the air. Do you have yeah. a specific chair? Well, I like to stand out in my backyard and play catch with my dog. But I, I, I like standing because you're a little more mobile. You can move around. But I do I do have a really soft, uh, silly, like, beach chair that's cheap. It's nothing but, boy, it's like it's, my, it's a place I go when I want to just be and sit down and just it's so comfortable. It's still, it's a cheap little chair, but it's like a beach chair. So I think inside, that answers your question. Inside or outside? Outside on the back porch. Oh, terrific. And what color is it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to say it's a, has pink and black, like um, rubber bandy. It's like sitting in, it's like literally sitting on a soft beach chair. Please you don't know, be You have that big glorious chair behind you. It looks like a, a a queen's no. desk, and I'm sitting on a silly old uh, beach chair. So listen to me. I have park benches. I have porch decks. I have uh, the grass in front of the lake. I, there is no embarrassment of chair. The idea of the chair of joy is any chair, any place, any time. So that the point isn't about the chair, but the but my 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 conversation with you is to let our listening audience know that, especially CEOs and C level is to get away from the boardroom for a minute and go find somewhere that you can get away from it all. And real quick, quickly, all, all the chair of joy practice is, is to put your feet on the ground. Think of yourself sitting out there in the, in your chair of joy in this beautiful pink and black uh, faded beach chair, which is perfect. And your feet are on the ground, right? And you're looking around and tell me real quick what you see again, the trees and the yeah, you know, there's the trees, the air, this even this. You know, when you're inside the house, this, 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 the smells get kind of stale. But the, you know, you can smell so many things when you're outside. You, you can smell the grass and the trees and the flowers and the the dog running by, and you know, you just come. You, there's just life outside. I love that. Right. So that's that's the per first part is if you can stay with your feet on the ground and listen, really hear, really see, really smell. That's 95 percent of all people when it comes to meditation. So they're just like too busy, yes. too busy to stop and smell the roses, if you will. So and then I ask everybody to take one deep breath in, which is an ocean breath. And you're being close to the ocean. You know, an ocean is six seconds. So and uh, uh, wave in six seconds in six seconds out. 
And I want to see, imagine you sitting in your chair of joy and see if you can tap into one of your most joyful moments ever. Like when were things just all tapping and cranking out for you? One time. Yes. And if you don't, can't come up with anything, that's okay. But did something come? One moment of joy. Oh, sure. All kinds of good things. I love that because, you know. Just name one. So right. name, yeah. Can you name one? You know, uh, when you sit down and meet your uh, a business partner for the first time, it turns out to be the best business partner I could ever imagine. That happened. Yeah. Because, you, you know, there's always that there's the anxiety and mystery. Is this going to work? Is it not work? And then, then you both say something and it goes, cling. Ah, this is going to work. That moment right there. I was like, ah, this is going to work. We're, we're of the same wavelength. We have the same ideas. We have the same future in mind. That moment right there. That was with Bob Dugan. You got it. Yeah. Okay. Got it. All right. Perfect. So let the moment of sitting with Bob Dugan where you were kind of just the, the, the excitement of the conversation, the click, 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 and just let that kind of resonate from your head to your toe. <laughs> And then one more deep breath yeah. in, another ocean wave in. I want you to see if you can go to another place and another time of your life where you really had things working out for you, where things were on purpose and on track. Could be simple, like an ocean, like, like, a, like a clean kitchen sink or, you know, your favorite meal. But what, <laughs> comes, what comes to mind? Okay. You said clean kitchen sink. And I'm again, that's like. You get, you, you're in the kitchen, you see the little stains, you, you get the Ajax and you, and they have a white sink again. I know you, for whatever reason, that totally resonated with me. So <laughs> good call. <laughs> I was, I was ready to like the time I saw the Pacific ocean, but no, I like the white kitchen sink thing. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that, that. We have that in common. I know that whenever I'm feeling like, where am I going today? What am I doing? I'll just go to the sink and clean it. And I <laughs> It just opens up the whole world for me. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'm with you all the way, totally all the way. Get that right, last grain of rice out of the strainer. Oh, glorious. Love it. So let the kitchen sink <laughs> resonate from your head to your toe. And also Bob Dugan, just <laughs> let it go through your body. Would you say your vibration of joy raised with me today? 100%. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And if you could give those two memories, one word, one essence word, what would it be? The two, a, a word that would just, that would pull together those two memories. Uh, the kitchen sink. This is going to be a challenge. Vibrant, vibrant <laughs> or alive. How's that? You know, I love it. I love vibrancy. So when you're feeling vibrant and alive, that's joy for you. Like now. 100%. Yeah. Whenever you have, you know, there's that, when you uh, silence is not when you hear nothing. Silence is like when you hear everything, everything. I love that. You know, you can hear, you can hear the bird far away. You can hear the rustle. When yeah. you really, I love that moment when you're just there, fully present. So the idea is for the chair of joy then is to get there three times a day. Like a lot of people say, oh, I get there once a week or I get there, you know, maybe on Saturday or maybe in the, maybe in the morning. But what if we raised our vibration of joy and focused on our genius three times a day, right? Literally yes. went over there. So that's the movement that the Joyly uh, broadcast and, and podcast and all of our events and everything we're doing is to really pay attention to the neuroscience and the business of joy and how it can impact the outcome and the results, the things that you're looking for, which is really for everyone to wake up one day and say, oh, my God, I really am a genius, 
right? Yes. Like I don't need anybody's validation. I don't need to prove this to anything. I am and I know it and I can check the boxes on these 24 items. I think that's brilliant. And you are definitely getting there, if not already there. You and Bob. Woohoo! Yes. Yeah, I love that. You're absolutely right. We're this is the, what your message totally parallels exactly what we, what we want with genius. There's it's going to come from within and you have what you need to do it. So let's figure out how to do it and do it. Yep. And I think that together, people like us who are vibrating on a high level of vibration, and that's really what the World Council of Joy is, is bringing people, everyone together to say, you know, so we're not alone out there, right? Like we're not nuts telling people that they can have this level of understanding, right? That they can really feel yeah. the thing that we feel all day long. So, you know, coming together and doing this, uh, this, this collaboration of sorts that we're doing right now is just brilliant. So that's it, Colin. I appreciate you being on the show today. Um, if you could give us one takeaway or anything you'd like to leave our listening audience with, what would that be? Well, A, I had a great time. So you're, you're really good at this. So thank you. You're very good at this. Uh, second, yeah, um, like I said before, there is our goal is to awaken the inner genius in everybody, everybody. And, the, you know, in the business world, this is especially true. One of the things that uh, my co-author, Bob Duggan, found out, he's a entrepreneurial, a serial entrepreneur, and he's had great success with imparting just a simple concept of genius into his staff, which boosts the productivity of everyone in the group. And it's it's. And it's just a mindset. That's all it is. It's a mindset. It's not, and it works for everyone. Like I said before, nobody's allergic to genius once they understand what it is. So if you can get that allergy out of the way, uh, they're better. They're more genius, and your your group, your family, your organization will will work better. And I'm assuming you have uh, programs, packages, content, consulting, et cetera, et cetera. And they can find you at what website? Yes, exactly. You know, um, about. Couple years back, there was a strong focus on you know uh, corporate training, etc. And now we're we're actually having a book coming out very soon, which is kind of what you see behind my over my shoulder there, probably within the year, within this calendar year, that tells the whole genius story. So, and it's a genius world. You can also check out Genius Inc. But a genius world is a website that tells a little bit about what we're doing. And my goal is that everyone here hearing this podcast will hear about genius through some other means, you know, a friend, somebody to talk about it. Hey, where'd you get that book? That's our goal. We really, we really want to get that out to the world because we think the world can be a better place if everyone's a little more genius. So it's agenius.com? Uh, agenius.world.com. Sorry. Yeah. Agenius.world.com. We missed the Bingo. .com before, so I want to make sure we got it in there right Yeah, now. that's true. I should have said that. It's not .biz or .org. It's yeah. agenius.world.com. Good yeah. point. So congratulations, Colin. And I would just like to acknowledge the fact that you are a joyful human being and I am a genius. Ta-da! Hey, we're a perfect pair. Yes. All right. Awesome having you on the show today. That's it, everyone. Thank you for joining us. We had another amazing guest today talking and building on the conversation of joy. And we are grateful to Colin Toffer for being with us and exploring the concept of Joyly and the movement of how effective change can happen through experience. So I appreciate you all joining me and sharing this experience with us today. It was a blast and uh, we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Cheryl. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.